Hebrews 13 and 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For He has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. That's where I really want to focus right now. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I got another scripture I want to share with you right now too. It's in Psalms chapter 46 and 1. It's real short, so you don't have to turn there, but you can write it down if you want to. Psalms 46 and 1. He says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So, first verse says, I will never leave thee. This is God said this, right? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And then the second verse says, God is our refuge and strength, A very present help in trouble. So what I want to talk to you about today is times of trouble. We've all been in those times, right? I don't know, this this is for somebody, y'all. I feel it right now. God's fixing to speak to you, okay? See, when you get in those times, y'all just bear with me right now. When you have those times of trouble, the human nature tells you you're all alone. Nobody cares. Nobody is there for me. I'm all by myself. I'm in this on my own. And and if I don't do it, nobody will. That's what the human nature tells you. And it seems like there's time after time that you'll cry out for a person to help you. And they let you down, don't they? And sometimes it's something that nobody can help you with. It's just that big, that that massive. There's no possible way a person can help you with this. But I want you to hear what God is telling you today through these two verses. First, He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's two promises right there. I'll never leave you. I'll always be by your side. And I'll never forsake you. That means I'll never turn against you. Think about that now. You see, there's times I felt like maybe God was against me a little bit. Right? It just seemed like things went so bad in my life that, God, man, God must be against me right now. Because even, even my worst enemy here on earth can't bring this kind of trouble into my life. It's got to be supernatural, right? No. That's contrary to the Word of God. He said He will never forsake you. He's always on your side. And then over there in Psalms, way back in thousands of years before that first verse I read you, He said, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present, listen, a very present help. In trouble. What does that mean? Does that mean you have to go looking for Him? No. You don't have to 
sit down and write a letter to Him. You don't have to get on the phone and call Him. You don't have to wonder, is He going to show up? Because it says He's a very present help in trouble. It means He's there with you. Guess what? Those two Scriptures verify each other, right? You can believe the one because it says the same thing in the other one. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And guess what? He's a very present help when there's trouble. That's the kind of God we serve. Now, I don't know what your situations are. Some of you may call upon me and share trouble with me, problems that you're having, but a whole lot of you don't, and that's okay. I'm not going to beg you to do that. If you feel like you need to talk to me, I'm here for you. But some of us like to keep our lives kind of private, don't we? And that's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But what you need to know is you ain't got to worry about whether Brother Kevin's going to help you or whether this church is going to help you or whether your friends are going to help you. What you got to worry about and not really worry about, but know in your heart is that God's there for you. He is right there with you. Not only is He standing off from a distance and, and watching you, no, He's standing right there beside you going through the thing with you. He's a present help, right? He's not an exterior help. He's right there with you in your troublesome time. Whatever it may be, it doesn't matter how deep and dark your problem is. He's right there with you, man. See, there's a fallacy that goes around. I want you all to hear this now. I know this was God speaking to me earlier. He, he told me this in Sunday school. and It didn't have anything to do with what we are talking about. But you always hear people talk about when Jesus was on the cross and He cries out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You hear people say, Well, that's because that's when Jesus took all the sin of the world upon Him and God just had to look away. Find that in the Bible. It ain't in there. You know what Jesus felt at that point? He felt a separation from God. It didn't mean God left him. I feel separations from God all the time. But I guarantee you, I call upon God and He's there. Okay? That was the human side of Jesus crying out because of the separation, the intense separation He felt. Because, let's face it, sin causes separation. It causes division in your body between your flesh and your spirit. Right? So don't think for a minute that that's evidence that God left His Son. Who is, who is this we're talking about? The only begotten Son, right? Would you leave your Son? Mary didn't leave her Son. That's, that's her, His earthly mother. Now don't you think His heavenly Father was there with Him? Yeah, He was. God's not going to leave you. And listen, I don't care what sin you have in your life. And you can't expect the blessings of God if you've got sin in your life. But God's there with you. 
You think God doesn't see sinners. You think God doesn't see those that may someday be His in their darkest hours. He sees them. So it doesn't matter what you've got going on in your life right now. It don't matter what kind of situations you put yourself in. You can call on God and He'll be there with you. He's not going to condone your sin. He's not going to condone all those things, but He will be there. He's a very present help in trouble. He won't forsake you. See, if you believe that God forsook Jesus on the cross, then you have to call His Word a lie. Right? That's false teaching. Because that Word says He will never leave you, He will never forsake you. That applies for Jesus just like it does you. Jesus is our example. Everything Jesus did, guess what? You can do. He empowered you to do that. So we can't take one little thing and and make it what we want to without taking all of it, right? When the Word says He won't leave you, He won't forsake you, you have to believe that He didn't forsake Jesus. Right? That's simple deduction. Man, I could be Sherlock Holmes. Right? Man, I, I can. we can figure this out. to be no Sherlock Holmes to figure that out. So what am I here to tell you today? There's somebody hurting here today, y'all. I feel it in my spirit, and I'm not just trying to make this up. I don't do that. It doesn't benefit me in any way. They don't, they don't pay me more if people come to the front. <laughs> it's not a commission-based thing. Right? This doesn't help me at all. And I guarantee you, this <laughs> the sad delivery of this today <laughs> does not draw a crowd. Okay? There's somebody here hurting, y'all, and I, I, I want to I speak to you a minute. <clears throat> Turn to Exodus chapter 20 and verse 5. Sometimes I'm too honest. Sometimes I reveal too much about myself. See, somebody that was a little smoother, a little more eloquent, would never let you know about their own inadequacies. But y'all, I honestly don't know yet how this verse ties in, so we'll see. Y'all, this is faith. (laughs) There ain't ever been an example of faith. This is it. Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. I woke up this morning with this in my head. And I don't know if that God's ever spoke to y'all like that. But it's annoying. Let me tell you why... (laughs) It's kind of funny. I woke up and the words came into my head, right? And they just keep repeating. Have you ever woke up to an alarm clock and some guy on the radio says three words or something and you hit it and turn it off and those three words stick with you for three hours? And it's just just rolling in your head, right? It doesn't matter what somebody else says. It doesn't matter what else you hear on the radio. The thing just keeps replaying. Well, that's what happened to me this morning. And these 
these things kept repeating in my head. So let me share this with you. Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. God has given law against idolatry, okay? But I promise you there's, there's more here than just idolatry. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. Just don't have the false gods. <clears throat> For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. What does that mean when he says he's jealous? Y'all remember that song we sing, How He Loves Us? The very first word says, He is jealous for me. He didn't say He's jealous of me. He's jealous for me. He greatly desires my worship. Above anything else. He greatly desires my worship in place of me worshiping other gods. He's jealous for that. Look, I'm jealous for my wife's attention. My wife goes to show attention to some other man. I got a problem. Right? Somebody else is fixing to have a problem. Either her or the other man. Why? Because I'm jealous for her. Right? That's how God feels. That's, I don't know how else to explain it, y'all. That's the only way I know to understand that. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. And this is what stuck in my head. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And you say, what in the world does that have to do with being in a time of trouble? Have y'all ever heard of the words generational curses? That's what this is. You may think those don't exist. I'm here to tell you. God said He will visit the iniquity, the sin, the punishment for that sin will go on your children, their children, their children. The third and fourth generations. There's a way to break that. You know how? He tells you, he gives you a little hint to it right there in the last few words. Of them that hate me. You see, those generational curses only are perpetuated by hatred of God. When somebody, your children's children, one of them says, I'm going to turn to God. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to love Him. Guess what happens? It's gone. So I don't know. You know I don't know what kind of troubles you have. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you I'm a living example. I don't know if y'all know the other Alfreds. Most of them ain't very pleasant people to be around. Drunks. Probably all sorts of other drugs now. Pretty much all of them smoke. 
I know some of y'all don't want to hear me harp on somebody smoking, right? I'm not going to, you know. I ain't got to tell you. Those generational curses carry on and carry on and carry on. You know what I saw? I saw a man full of thoughts, y'all. <laughs> I'm not trying to exalt him in any way. But I saw a man, my dad. Thank God it happened before I was born. I saw him break a generational curse. You see, those that hate God, a lot of times that hate gets perpetuated through the generations. Their children hate God. Their children's children, because of that, they hate God. Everybody's got a bone to pick with God, right? But my dad decided, no. And look, he he lived a sinful life, y'all. Definitely before. Man, my mom's told me things in the past few years that I never even dreamed of. Because that's not the guy I knew. But he used to carry a bottle of alcohol around in his truck with him. Those kind of things carry on, don't they? But my dad changed, right? Wasn't anything he did inside him, he received Jesus into his heart. Guess what? He began to love God. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, guess what? Look at me today. Look at my family. Not an alcoholic one. <laughs> right? I see my wife's family. It spills over into her family, wrong, don't it? You think my wife would be sitting where she is today? If it weren't for the blessings of God in my life, y'all, you don't know her. You didn't know her before. So you find yourself in a time of trouble. And you may have something against God. Well, God ain't never done nothing for me. I don't know why you're sitting in church today if you feel that way. But you're here. Now listen to me. You find yourself in a time of trouble and you think, well, God ain't ever done nothing in our families and it's just been passed on. Look back at your family. You see? You'll know. You'll say, my family's always been this way. It don't have to stay that way, y'all. It don't have to stay that way. You look at what God's telling Moses here. Listen, thousands of years ago, you see those Israelites that perished in the wilderness because they were they hated God. I've been listening to this, and all I keep hearing them say is, Oh God, why did you bring us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Right? Over and over they said that, and they didn't get the promise. Because they kept hating God. Blessings would not come to them. God kept consuming them, y'all. Y'all y'all go back and read the book of Genesis and Exodus. You'll see times that, that God's wrath just... He just set people on fire. He got tired of it. Just burn them up. Thank God for mercy, man. 
How would you feel just walking around all of a sudden some guy just burst into flames? Thank God for mercy. Thank God for grace. Do you find yourself in a time of trouble? Am I driving this home yet? Listen, I ain't going to tell you it is. Because a lot of times it's not. But you may be in that time of trouble by your own fault. It's not God. God don't bring that kind of stuff upon you. You might just need to turn to Him. What did it say? He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You see, sometimes there's Christians. They go through a tough time. And all of a sudden, they start blaming God for it. Look, I know there's people sitting here today. I know some of y'all's history. And I know some of y'all been through some stuff, man. I can't even imagine having to go through it. So, it's not that I stand up here and I can't see your affliction because I know, okay? Some of y'all been through stuff that would just devastate me. I understand that. But I want you to understand something, okay? God didn't put that on you. That's the state and nature of a sinful world. A fallen world. That is the result of sin, okay? I didn't say that person that died had sin in their life, but they live in this world, okay? That is just the nature of things right now. I want you to understand that God's promises to never leave you, never forsake you, are still holding true. Turn to Him right now. Turn to Him and say, God, I'm sorry. And I love you. You may have to ask Him to forgive you. You may have to ask Him to help you forgive Him. Okay? Because that kind of stuff don't go away easy. But I want you to know whatever, whatever trouble you see in your life, God's right there with you. He wants to bring you out the other side. He wants to be with you, comfort you, and strengthen you. But if you keep Him at arm's distance, He can't.